Hey, I'm Tyler with the Sports Stop. You're here to listen to me talk about sports, right? Okay, let's talk. All right, let's jump right into it. Just like every other Monday, we're going to do our top three takeaways from NFL Sunday's games. And what a couple games we had. We had game of the year, potentially, with Bills and Vikings. We had a great, great game with the Packers and Dallas Cowboys at Lambeau. But um, we'll be covering those shortly. Um, But my top three takeaways. So number one, we are going to start with the Buffalo Bills versus the Minnesota Vikings. Because if you didn't watch that game, it was probably game of the year. It was probably game of the year. One of the better games I've ever seen in my life. It was very good. So, obviously, both quarterbacks didn't play very well. They each had one touchdown and two picks. Um, But I think Kirk Cousins actually played better than Josh Allen for the fact that where Josh Allen's mistakes, just that's where he cost him the team. And he cost him the game in general. He had the... You know, he had the fumble literally at like the half yard line to lose then the game to go to overtime. And then he had two crucial picks in the red zone. And both were to Patrick Peterson. And credit to Patrick Peterson, he came down with them. But they were both egregious mistakes to Josh Allen. They were egregious. They weren't like some borderline could have made it throws. They were obvious mental errors and it really cost them the team and to cost them the game um so obviously you know the game went to overtime if you didn't see it went to overtime bills got the ball first they marched all the way down the field and they had a chance to win it and josh allen tried to you know use his use crazy arm talent and power it in and he just missed it he tried to squeeze it into a tight window to Gabe Davis in the end zone missed it Patrick Peterson picked it off again and at that point Minnesota already you know scored a field goal in overtime so that Vikings defense really came up clutch really really came up clutch um this is you know time where the Vikings really I really thought they were going to lose this game and credit to them they didn't they won this game they really came back and won it they were down by like three scores in like the second or third quarter um so it was more just of the fact that it was the Bills mental mistakes that lost them the game because you can't walk out of that game and say, oh, the Vikings won it. No, it's more the bo- the Bills lost it. Josh Allen made so many mental mistakes. He did look very, very healthy, though. So, obviously, if you didn't see, um, kind of story of the week was his elbow. His throwing elbow had some sort of injury to it. And credit to him, yesterday he did pretty well. Honestly, he looked completely healthy, 
his just his mistakes were all mental mistakes. So that was potentially game of the year. Justin Jefferson absolutely cooked the Bills. He had 193 yards and a touchdown. Um, he had probably one of the greater catches in the last half decade on fourth and 18 to keep the game alive. So credit to the Vikings. They won that game. They pulled it out. And what a roller coaster. And speaking of roller coasters, it sounds like Josh Allen, roller coaster Josh Allen is back for the reasons of, you know, he plays well for a week or two, and then he plays bad for a week or two. Right now, he's on a two-week stretch. He played bad against the Jets, and he played bad against the Bill, uh, the Vikings yesterday. So that was probably game of the year right there. Um, my next takeaway is Justin Fields the best quarterback in the NFC North? Because he potentially could be. Yes, Aaron Rodgers played well yesterday. I, I'm going to give massive props to that um, soon. But Justin Fields, best quarterback in the NFC North right now? Or for the last couple of weeks? I think so. Because he is just insane. He had 143 yards rushing versus the Lions yesterday. He had like four total touchdowns, including a pair of rushing touchdowns, which, wow. Um, but it's just the fact that Justin Fields is, you know, so elusive. He's got, you know, speed like Mahomes and Lamar and Kyler Murray, but he can also make the throws. I think potentially... If this Bears team can really put a team around Justin Fields in the next year or two, this Bears team could be really good really fast. They have the cap space. They have, I think it was their top three in cap space for this offseason with like $100 million. So they could potentially go and get, you know, two superstar $20 million plus players a year and still have plenty of money to build the rest of the team. So, you know... You get some, you know, pick up an offensive lineman or two, pick up, you know, two or three defensive stars. This team could be real, could be real. They have decent receivers with Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool. I think they're both number two receivers, but they have both. So, you know, with Justin Fields developing like he has in the last, you know, couple weeks, and then you put a team around Justin Fields that's, you know, better, you have Green Bay. They're starting to fall off a little bit. Minnesota, I think this is kind of a year where they're kind of going mostly all in, so they won't be as good next year, probably. Detroit still can't seem to get it together. You could see a world where the, the Bears could you know, make the playoffs next year if they build the right team around Justin Fields. And credit to Justin Fields. At the beginning of the year, he looked awful. He looked god-awful. He's completing like seven passes a game. And now you're seeing the Bears, you know, coaching staff really let him do what he wants to do and what he can do. And you're seeing all the benefits. You're seeing him use his legs, which he had like 178 yards last week, 143 yards this week. If you had him on your fantasy team either one of the weeks, you're very happy because I know I am because I had him. Last week, put him on the bench. I started him this week. I am very happy. <laughs> but, you know, Justin Fields is, 
you're starting to see why he was potentially, you know, the number one pick up until the draft, and then his draft dropped. He just fell in the draft, and you're starting to see why he was projected to be, you know, number one or number two right next to Trevor Lawrence because this guy can play. And credits that coaching staff with Matt Aberflus. He's really doing a good job. Now the defense is, you know, not great now that they traded their defensive stars away. But I think this team could be really, really good with the right pieces around them. Because their defense was actually pretty good with Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn on that defense. But now that they traded them both away, that's their best two defensive stars gone. This is what happens. But they lost to Detroit. They can get some better picks. And next year they can really, really make a jump. They could potentially be, you know, the team to double their wins next season. Potentially. We'll see. Um credit to Justin Fields and lastly we have probably one of the better games in the last couple weeks we've had Packers and Cowboys and wow if you watch that game it was also a great game it wasn't as good as the Bills and Vikings but it was a very good game and the topic is it bad Dallas defense or good Green Bay offense I think it's more of the good Green Bay offense. Now you may be thinking, no, it's just Dallas' defense really didn't do well. I actually think it's more the good Green Bay offense. Because you've seen the first two scores that the Packers got, the first two touchdowns, were off the Cowboys' offense mistakes. So 14 points were just based off of Dallas's offense giving the ball away. So in reality, in the in the whole game and the fourth quarter and overtime, everything, Dallas's defense really allowed like 17 actual points on the field. So that's not bad. Dak Prescott, his first pick was, you know, straight into the end zone and it was just a bad pick. And I forget his last name. I think his name is like Rudy Ford or something. He was like a special teams player. Credit to him. He had the game of his life with two picks. Both of the picks, the Dak Prescott, they were to Rudy Ford. Rudy Ford had the game of his life. Um, but you're seeing with Christian Watson and Aaron Rodgers, they're starting to develop a you know a relationship. And Christian Watson had you know three touchdowns yesterday. 107 receiving yards. Crazy game. That's more stats than he had the whole year combined going into this week. So credit to Aaron Rodgers. He spread it out. He did really well with Christian Watson. He had a couple deep balls. They were really nice. Aaron Jones also played well. A.J. Dillon also played well. Aaron Rodgers played well. He had like three touchdowns, no picks. Clean game. Vintage Aaron Rodgers game right there. But I think it's more of the Packers' good offense. I think, you know, they did what they needed to do, and they're starting to find their identity. You know, Christian Watson is the fastest guy on the field, so you're going to put him on some go routes, and he's going to be his man for the touchdown. 
And you saw that time and time and time again. And then Aaron Jones, he got a couple good runs in there, a couple of good nice, you know, run plays in the flat. A.J. Dillon, the monster power back, he did really well picking up third downs. So I think it was more on Green Bay's offense that won them that game. And credit to them. I thought they were dead for the year. I really did. I did not think they were going to win. But credit to them. Dallas, they just lost the game. I think they lost it more on offense, even though their offense did look pretty well throughout the game with CeeDee Lamb having a crazy game. But I think Dallas' defense um, wasn't as bad as it looked on paper. Um, but it was is solely for the fact that Dallas's offense and Dak Prescott made some mental mistakes that lost in that game. But Green Bay is still hanging on by a thread in that NFC. And Dallas is starting to fall behind because the Giants are 7-2. and two. The Eagles are still 8-0. and oh. They're playing tonight, so they could potentially be 9-0. and oh. So even though Dallas is in it, they are, uh, they're starting to slip a little bit. They're 6-3. and three. Now it's still a great record. They're going to make the playoffs. But you have to look in the seedings. You don't want to play a bad team and get a one and out. But overall, that's all I had. I appreciate you guys for listening. Hope you guys had a great weekend and have a great start to your week. And uh, peace.